0: Mike Atelier will join us here in a minute on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Almost said Patron Tequila. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 1059 The Zone, brought to you by Soundcomab.com. Sound and communications for your top quality audio visual, leading edge audio visual for churches and businesses and sports facilities, SoundCom. AV.com Sound and Communications. We welcome in our friend Mike Detillier WWL Radio TV, New Orleans, NFL, LSU, Insider Saints, and so on. And Mike D, uh, so many times when teams march to the Super Bowl, their quarterback has to have some kind of big moment on the way. And uh, there's nothing wrong with this, but Jalen Hurts hasn't had to. They pulled the Giants. He didn't need to do any kind of, you know, heroics in the fourth quarter. Uh, San Francisco comes in with the third string QB. They knocked him out early, and Philly did what they needed to do. Now, Patrick Mahomes has had those big stage, big moments. Um, I mean, kudos to Hertz that they're there. What do you think, considering he hasn't really had to struggle yet in his career in the playoffs, but they're in the Super Bowl? How do you handicap that going into this game, Mike D?
1: To me, that's irrelevant. Because um, there's a different journey to get to the Super Bowl uh, each and every year or through the playoffs. And uh, sometimes it's just who you're playing, and you don't have to have that. Uh, but you you right that in most cases you see that uh, with a team. But I, I've never kind of put that as something i watch for uh, because sometimes it's a defense uh, that will carry you or the running game carries you. Uh, the, the one thing come playoff time uh, to always keep in mind is playing great defense in a running game carries during playoff time. Yes. That, that part is always there. Uh, Despite all the talk we make about throwing the football and the pitch-and-catch part of it, if you can play great run defense and you can run the football, you're going to win a ton of games. And that carries a long way, the physicality of the game. And you see that with the Eagles. Uh, Their ability to run the football when they need to and have to, their offensive line is the best in pro football when it's healthy. No question about it and when you look at how they can get after the quarterback they had 70 sacks this year 15 more than any other team in the nfl and their ability to clock things up inside uh against the run so uh jalen hasn't had that moment i think (laughs) come sunday he'll have to because of who he's playing and uh you got a lot of young kids in the secondary for the Chiefs. Uh, you can't say they're rookies, not this far into the first season, because they played a lot of football. Uh, but you know they they're still young back there, and you're gonna you're gonna have some mistakes. And when you got an AJ Brown and a Dallas Goddard and a Devontae Smith, you got to take full advantage of it. You you got to go after them. Uh, I didn't think Burrow had his best game, certainly, uh, against Kansas City. A lot of that had to do with pressure, immense pressure coming after him. And when you down three starters along the offensive line, you're not going to match up well against anyone. But uh, I thought the most dominant player on the field was Chris Jones. Chris no looked doubt. like he was more in the backfield than any of the Bengals running backs. I mean, he was back there with Joe virtually every play. And it didn't matter where they put him, at defensive tackle and defensive end. What's interesting is when you kind of study the career of Frank Clark, um, who they got from Seattle, uh, Clark's been what I would say is a good NFL player throughout the regular season. Where he's been great, postseason, and he he has really excelled again this year. They had some real difficulties with Jones and Clark blocking either one of them, and I think that's going to be a little different situation this coming Sunday because of who they're up against. That offensive line, that's not the Bengals. They're playing. Uh, So I thought that was a big reason why Joe did not seem – he missed on a couple of throws, and but when you got people bearing down on you on every play, uh, it, it's difficult sometimes. But, Bo, you, you think about it, didn't that game basically go into overtime because the punter, instead of either punting the ball directionally toward the sidelines mm-hmm. – or hanging one up in the air and letting his team get under it, he punched one straight to the punter. Uh, the punter punched one straight to the return man, and he takes off downfield with yeah. it. Yeah. And then you get a 15-yard penalty, mm. not being smart, and I thought Osai had a really good game. It just for whatever reason, he sort of lost it. Uh, it's an aggressive game. You're going after the quarterback. I get it, but you've got to be smart there. The way they protect the quarterback today. It came down to two plays. A, a, a punt, now, I can't believe that's really, really wanted to do with the punt because you don't hang one that, you know, that more can bring that thing back. And secondly, you, you got to pull up. You, you have to be able to pull up at the sidelines today with a quarterback. You might not like it. But that's just the way they call a game today. That game was basically going to go into overtime. There's no way that kicker is hitting a 55-yard field goal. Not in those conditions. He barely made the one he made. So, um, again, I think the Eagles' offensive-defensive line are a different breed than what you played against against Cincinnati. Really, I mean, uh, Cincinnati's defensive line's okay, but they they no match for what the Eagles have up front. And their offensive line, they're not even in the same zip code as what the Eagles' offensive line is. So it's a little little different game plan on how you're going to attack them. Uh, And uh, it should be interesting because, for me, it would be an easy pick. When, When you're that much better... Offensive defensive line, uh, you know, I would go with the Eagles in a heartbeat, and I still am. But they do have Mahomes on the other side.
0: All right. Speaking of, he doesn't have the supporting cast that he's had. He still has Kelsey and some other pieces, but Tyreek is gone, Tyreek Hill and so on. So he doesn't have the supporting cast he has had. Although he's still magnificent, H- how does that factor in for you on Sunday, Mike?
1: Well, my thing, the thing that would keep me up at night if I am the uh, Eagles would be how do I match up against Kelsey? Because that to me would, (laughs) uh, because I think I can play a lot of man and occasionally maybe swing somebody over uh, outside. But how do I match up against Kelsey? Because he's like another receiver. He plays tight end, but he's a big receiver. Who do I have to match up against him? Uh, Warner Johnson. And listen, CeeDee Deuce is a good player, but he can't match up against Kelsey. Play in, play out. He's not that good of a cover guy. You're going to have to bracket him. You're going to have to be able to bracket him. And so that would be the one area that would give me great concern. Because I think their corners are really good, Bradbury and uh, Big Play slate Big Play Slay. Ah man, those guys can match up well. He's my They're, guy. Come on, they they better than what the the Bengals have at corner, and so. Uh, but it's also too about pressure, and, and how do I do that to go after Mahomes? One of the things I would do is slip that tape on, on how the Bucks. Uh, played them on Super Bowl Sunday. That was about as confused as I've seen Mahomes during his career. And a lot of it had to do with they kept uh, the big man. I I thought Vita Vey played a big game part in that because he stayed inside and he forced Mahomes to run east and west. He didn't give them that lane to take off running with the football. And when you have a defense that can put that much pressure on a quarterback, it drives you nuts. Because even as um, talented as he is to get to the outside, man, they blow up your launch pad.
0: Mike Dettelier. They they
1: completely blow it up.
0: Absolutely. Mike Natilier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans, he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. It's going to be an exciting Super Bowl. We have uh Mississippi players all over the field or with Mississippi yep. ties. So sure that's enough. Yeah, that, that's super exciting. Mike, I, I want to um I want to switch gears and and ask you you know, it's it's hard to really decide how much some of these players are worth in the world of college football. Um, Jaden Rashada, the quarterback that was committed to Miami for a big deal, nine and a half million, Florida for almost 14 million, now at Arizona State. If you followed that story as you follow it, what are your thoughts on... Because he's a good player, Mike, but he's not Arch. He's not Malachi Nelson. I mean, he's not some of these other guys that... And and still, that that's a position where it's a crapshoot. A lot of three-star players become amazing college football players at that position, and the high fours and fives don't always pan out because of what that position entails, as you know. What did you make of that story and, and, and the fact that he, why was it him that was offered that much when there were guys that were even more highly rated around him?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, again, you're paying for potential. None of them have done it. It, it, It's different than, say, a name-image-likeness situation for Caleb Williams or Jalen Hurts. You you had saw that. You knew what you were getting in that point. High school players are difficult, but they want their money too. And my thing about it is, listen, I got nothing against somebody getting paid. (laughs) Absolutely zero. Uh, if somebody's willing to pay you that on a name, name, image, likeness uh, situation, hey, uh, that that's their choice, not yours. And but it, it is an odd story because you wouldn't consider that that he's the guy that's going to make that. But you got a couple people out there bidding on you, and the money got pretty pretty hefty. It, so. You're right about the development, and I, I look at it this way. I think a lot of times uh, at the most critical position on the field is either you got one or you looking for one. Okay, <laughs> that That's bottom line. When you think about the SEC in 2023, uh, tell me who's going to be the quarterback at Alabama and Georgia this year.
0: Well, we'll see how it plays out.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you think Allen Shoes got Jaden Daniels, and you know that part. Right. You look at the talent accumulated at Ole Miss at quarterback. Uh, I'd be shocked if anybody started other than Sanders. You just look at his resume. But, you know, you brought in Walker Howard. Uh, you still have Jackson Dart. Uh, so, uh Man, all of that, all sort of factors into it. So there's a lot of different things here coming into play. But I think for a lot of college programs, they saw what Joe Burrow did at LSU to change. uh, I can't say it's overnight. But within a year, you know, Joe was a starter, and they were a 10-win team his first year at LSU. And then they come back, and they win the national championship. What did Caleb Williams do for USC? Basically, overnight, he changed that team from uh, a decent team in the PAC 12 uh, to a really good team in the PAC 12. Because of him, it wasn't because their running game or defense, it was him. He tilted the field. So you're going to have these extraordinary amounts of money being thrown around for potential guys. And that's all that is potential I haven't done it, but I think we are just scratching the surface of this, Bo, this, this is going to continue to happen where you're going to see these huge deals <clears throat> for players. You wouldn't consider starlight players. Yeah. You, you you're banking on potential.
0: Well, Mike D'Atelier on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, Mike, you know all about Sean Payton and Drew Brees and their relationship. And the fact that Brees was able to handle Sean and the uh, the intensity that he brings every day and the intense pressure that he brings to the quarterback room. Um, Sean, you know, they asked Sean about Russell Wilson's life coach. I don't know if you saw that this week. And Sean just shot that down and said, uh, basically, I don't know anything about that, but it'll just be our players and coaches in the building. As someone who knows Sean and knows how Breeze was able to handle Sean, what was your reaction when you saw that,
1: Mike D? It didn't surprise me. Uh, I think Sean has put the Broncos on notice. Uh, There's a new sheriff in town, and it's me. And y'all boys better get used to it. Uh, it's not going to be easy. And his style of coaching is not for everybody. That first year here, out of a 53-man roster, he had 28 new players. <laughs> he he really ran off a lot of them that he wasn't going to put up with it. You going to do it his way or you're not going to be here? You can't say that about Wilson because he's boxed in uh, because of the contract. And there are probably maybe three, four, five others that are the same way. But Charles not going to put up with a lot of things. Uh, that That's always been the way he is. He's not going to put up with it. He will try different ways to motivate you, to get you to play um, at the level he wants. But man that middle tier and bottom tier of the roster uh they'll be squeezing cold by the end of the season uh, i I'll guarantee you that that first year here, and I always thought two thousand six was his best coaching job uh you know, I just think about everything that had happened uh this team had was just getting back to the city uh after katrina that that was still a lot of rebuilding to be done uh, around the city. And he didn't want any distractions. It was all football. Zach Street tells me the story that in training camp, and we didn't necessarily notice it because of the way the camp went, that Drew couldn't throw the football more than 20 to 22 yards downfield. He was just coming off of shoulder surgery. And he said it finally clicked in. I think he said it was like the second-to-last preseason game where he could put a little bit more oomph under the ball. Uh, You got all this changeover on the roster. Everything. And Sean brought that team to the NFC Championship game, one game away from Super Bowl Sunday. Man. It was was remarkable to watch how – He willed that team to get to that point. And they overachieved that year. They really did. But, man, he's going to be very demanding.
0: You think Russell can handle it, Mike?
1: I mean, Russell's so many years into the league. You do? Uh, I think he can handle it. I really do. I mean, Uh, mean, Sean
0: brings a, uh, you know this, a, a, a Cat 5 hurricane of intensity. To everything, but especially that position. Russ has been in the league about I don't know, I'm just guessing about twelve years or so. Uh so he's kind of knows what he likes and so on. This is going to be a I think a disruption, but you feel like he can handle it, right?
1: Yeah. I, I think the one thing with Sean, he, he always had a good relationship with Drew. Uh Drew's a strong willed guy too now. Uh Uh, Believe me, he doesn't come off that way, but he is a really strong-willed guy uh, about certain things. And so there's going to be a little bit of, uh, I I don't want to use the word friction, but there's always going to be a little bit of, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. (laughs) And he tells a story. Every Friday he would sit down with Drew And his deal was, tell me what you like and what you don't. He was always compromising because he'd come up with that game plan and he'd give it to Drew. A lot of times Drew didn't like some of the stuff. So he got to that point, and I've heard the story from Zach. uh, Pete Carmichael sort of has alluded to it also that, you know, they would sit down and talk about what works and what doesn't. And so Sean was always openly working to try to make it um, best for the quarterback. And I think he'll do that with Russell. Okay. Where, you know, where he'll work with him on that. And I think they'll have a good relationship there. And there may be some times where they don't think the same thing. Because, come on, no two people think the same thing. I mean, that's that's impossible. But Sean's always sort of a compromise guy. If you don't think this is right, well, let's not do it. And he, he was great. with Him and Drew really got along well. And I, I sort of wondered about that when they hired him. Because I knew strong-willed Drew. <laughs> and I knew enough about Sean, even though I didn't know a lot about him. I knew enough about him that he came in with that same attitude, how that would work. It worked flawlessly uh, here in New Orleans. They really did kind of think alike, work alike. They had the same intensity on game day. And so I, I think that it'll work between him and Russell. Now, again, Russell's a different personality than Drew. And he does things on the field a little bit differently than Drew does. But Sean will put him in the best spot to succeed. And the one big difference is he's got a tailor-made defense in Denver.
0: That's true.
1: He he didn't have that when he came here with the Saints in '06. He did not have that. Uh, now, he did have a really good running game here because he had Deuce and Reggie Bush right off the bat. Uh, doesn't quite have that type of running game uh, with the Broncos. But, but I think he'll make it work. And and you'll see, him start to kind of also get under the nerves of other teams in that division. I love and he's it. He's already done it. I love it. I'm pulling for the Eagles. I'm not pulling for anybody in that division. And he, so he's already kind of picked a fight already uh, with the Chiefs.
0: I love it, Mike D. Hey, enjoy the Super Bowl, my friend. Thank you, brother. At Mike Natilier. On Twitter, the man is everywhere, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Mike D. joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. It was powered by soundcomab.com, Sound and Communications. The top quality, audio-visual, leading-edge company in Mississippi with churches, businesses, and sports facilities. If you want top quality, audio-visual, sound, and communications.